0: To the K. To the K. Hello, welcome to the A to the K wrestling show. We're going to do what we always do and kick things off by sending it over to Road Dog for A to the K's little known fact of the week. Oh, you didn't know? Anthony, we've had forbidden doors opening everywhere this week. Firstly, we had yeah, Japan, right. left, right, centre, everywhere um we had new japan and aw um but then on raw we even had several appearances from aw wrestlers including chris jericho mind blown um and obviously with money in the bank All coming thanks cody <laughs> probably Co- cody does cody's responsible for everything
1: cody's built the
0: bridge he has he has broke the throne and built the bridge um watch out limp biscuit that's what i'm saying um <laughs> But with Money in the Bank coming up, I was wondering, Anthony, did you know Money in the Bank was actually invented in large part by Chris Jericho? Now, I think we may have discussed this before, but our listeners, yeah. our watchers may not know this. But Jericho's original idea was to do a six-way ladder match where the winner would receive a contract for a title match the next night. Now, he pitched it to former writer Brian Gerwitz, who suggested maybe they could choose to cash in you know, the contract at any point over the next year. So, between the two of them, they took it to Vince McMahon, who uh, was like, hang on a minute, I'm busy in my office, give me five minutes. Um, and then, <laughs> um, <laughs> topical. Uh, and then, basically, uh, Vince said, I love it, but it needs to be a briefcase, because then you've got you know, some kind of trophy that can be carried around and used. A, a fair um, point, to be honest. so trying to do the
1: same thing with an actual contract.
0: <laughs> just a piece yeah, of paper, we'll someone comes over and just yeah. goes and void. Oh. Um, I mean to be fair why hasn't that happened just because it's in a briefcase why couldn't someone just open the briefcase and just rip the contract up and go "Gusted for you
1: presumably that like like the contract's still valid even if somebody damages it nah presumably
0: not how contracts work I don't know um, <laughs> I've watched enough law shows to know this <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so there you go it turns out we knew but did you know that's all I'm asking um, let us know did you know I'm going to stop saying no. I'm going to throw it back over to Road Dog. Um And, oh, yeah, just basically this segment's become, look how much smarter I am than you. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> so until next time, I'll we'll throw it back over to Road Dog to sing us out of the segment. Oh, you didn't know! So, again, let's do what we always do. Let's flip it over and talk about WWE first this week, Anthony.
1: Well, let's not do what we always do, Carl. Let's do it better.
0: Let's do it better. You may have known if you follow us on Instagram. We said we're going to stop waffling, and here's what we're doing now: waffling already. But we're going to try and keep it, con- you know, condensed, succinct, apropos. I just want to throw, you know, just want to sound like Cody Rhodes. I don't know. He just says words, um, but yeah, nightmare. I, I, <laughs> nightmare. I, I, took all the good words. That's apt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why are all the words associated with Cody Rhodes actually really bad? Um, so, Co- uh, no, he didn't. Cena. John Cena returned. He did. He did. Um, he did. He had a big parade for him. Everyone was stood there clapping. He was shaking hands, kissing babies, and that. I assume. I don't know. Um, kissing and... <laughs> hands and shaking babies.
1: And... Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. That's. It's probably not Probably not good. Um, I can't remember where that's from. Do you ever remember that? When the guys like about saying about the. Um, he's like some sort of politician, and I, I genuinely can't remember what this is from. When he says about like, kissing hands and shaking babies, and they were like shouldn't that be the other way around? He's like, that's probably why I lost the election. <laughs> I was like, just crack on after that. I was like, what the fuck?
0: Uh, I love it. I genuinely
1: can't remember what that's from. So
0: there you go. Yeah, me neither. If anyone knows, let us know. Remind us what that's from. Um,
1: yeah, so well, seeing was there. Let's the waffle out.
0: I know, yeah, and Um, right. Cena was there, and he was obviously yeah, doing all that, and you know putting over the young talents, True Prophets, Ezekiel uh, had a little to do with Seth Rollins, and he also had a brief run in with Austin Theory, Anthony. So again, sparking some potential, you know, rumors there that Cena and Theory gonna get it on at some point, um, which would be interesting. <laughs> oh yeah, didn't you know?
1: Um,
0: <laughs> and they might even wrestle a match at some point too. Um, but yeah. So uh, the even have. <laughs> oh, uh, anyway. Yes, um, but as I said, Chris Jericho have was the. I not myself as much as I did. <laughs> I apologise. <to> <laughs> uh, Anthony yeah. is his biggest fan. Everyone, if you hadn't known. Um, but yeah, so they had Jericho there, as we know, uh, via satellite. They had Big Show, Brian Danielson, all AW peeps. So that was kind of interesting. Um, mm. and basically, after all that, he came out and cut a promo just to say. Thanks. And I don't know when it'll be you know I'll be back, but um when he is it won't just be the one match. And then that was that was kind of it.
1: A... He's a bigger tease than Vince McMahon isn't he <laughs> basically.
0: What is it with like these Hi. big builders of people to come out and just go Oh yeah? And then just leave again. It's uh
1: I'm I'm curious, Carl. Right. As part of all this Cena week, you had Liv Morgan. Right? Did you see this on social media? I did. Dressing as scene and, and angrily saying ruthless aggression to the camera. Yes. Honestly, Carl, that must have been rather confusing for you. <laughs> I
0: don't know. <laughs> I've you saved, saved the video to of, my okay. phone. Um,
1: it's a confusing erection, surely.
0: Yeah, I just keep replaying it over and over and slapping <laughs> myself in the face. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's, let's move on. Let's move on, shall we? Let's, uh, yeah.
1: Okay. So, Carl, money in the bank. The stage is almost set. On SmackDown, we had Drew and Sheamus. Um, they were taken out of the match, and after being added back in, uh, they have to win a tag match to get back in. So, that's a little bit confusing.
0: Yeah. I mean, the whole thing on SmackDown is fucking mental anyway. Like, again, comes back to Adam Pierce. Why is he even there? It was like, these guys got a double disqualification. You know, you know, campaigners get back in the match. He adds them back in, takes them out again, and now they have to basically, win a match to get back in. So, in, out, in, out, shake it all about.
1: I just want to remind people that, that, you know, SmackDown for a while has been one of the strongest shows, and yet we're still getting this kind of confusing shit, which, uh, like, what? (laughs) It's not good. It's not good. Yeah. Uh, We had Shotzi beating uh, Tamina, which, yeah, probably the right call, in all fairness. Uh, We had Riddle picking up a win uh, in the Battle Royal, so we have one one spot on the men's side, I believe. (laughs) Yes. Uh, and Becky got the win on Raw. Um interesting because you like I assume this is, is this Becky's ascent back into the main title picture and away from the losing streak that they were kind of booking?
0: Maybe. I think she's a fair favourite to win the the overall thing. Um
1: which... when you look really you kind of understand why. Like mm. I personally I think it'd be nice to see like Shotzi winning it, to be honest, because she was had the potential all the potential to be a breakout star, and they haven't really done a lot with her just yet.
0: Yeah, I think the only thing shot can going to be breaking his bones in that match because she's off yeah. red and just going to be flying all around. That's why she's in there. She's in that match to be the one that takes all the gnarly bumps, isn't she? Let's be fair. Um, but yeah, so it's looking pretty well-rounded now. Surprised that we still haven't got the final participants in Money in the Bank, but we'll chat about that in a minute for the men's...
1: Do we think we're... Yeah, no, we'll chat about that in a minute. We'll chat about that in a minute. But, um, yeah, despite some confusing moments, the stage is almost set, Carl. And let's face it, Money in the Bank, even a bad one's probably going to be a decent one. It is one of the big five now. Fingers
0: crossed. You did say it about the Rumble though, but we'll let that slide. Um, so another yeah, one really teased <laughs> Another one teased for SummerSlam. Um, so we had The Miz in the ring for an interview um, and he brought up a picture on the Titan drum of Logan Paul getting ready for a return to the ring, it seemed. And Miz says, yes, they're going to be teaming up at uh, SummerSlam. They're going to be tag teaming. And the interviewer guy's like, well, hang on a minute. You did turn on him at WrestleMania. And he's like, yes, I know, but you know, we're, we're past that, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, ultimately to me, it sounds like we're getting Logan Paul versus The Miz, which ultimately, I wouldn't hate. A uh, big fan of The well, Miz, and I think we were
1: both pleasantly surprised by Logan Paul. Well, I almost didn't want to say this. I'm not like, I don't, I'm don't. not going to pretend like I'm young enough to understand why Logan Paul's famous, but um, he definitely, I, I, I know a lot of people disagreed with this, but to me, he has been the the best transition into, like, a non-wrestler to wrestler. Like, when you look at the likes of Bad Bunny and Pat McCaffrey and the like, I personally think he's been the most impressive in the ring on his first match. Mm. Yeah? And I'll be clear on that, because I know Bad Bunny's had a few appearances now, and he does look really good. And um, I, a lot of people, I think, love that sort of connection that he has, like, when he, like, he's obviously repping a lot of the um, Eddie Guerrero stuff and stuff like that. But um, I personally think Logan, was uh, he's, he seems to be a natural athlete in some level. Um, again, you look at the boxing crowd and they go, he's not a real boxer and so on like that. Um, and I think our crowd are doing it as well. He's not a real wrestler, but <laughs> let's let it go. If one place he can play up his personality over his in-ring skill, it's going to be WWE. And uh, yeah, I'm all for it, like you say.
0: Yeah, I think it was a pretty good fit, to be fair. So I think and it makes sense having Miz and Logan Paul um, together. That seems like a rivalry that would really work. So surprisingly, yeah, interested to see.
1: Indeed. Uh, I'll keep the next one brief, Carl, because I, I don't know about you, but I could give a fuck. Um, we got a, a Cody promo. and Why yes, do I not give a fuck? It's not a anything against Cody. It's because this was a promo for promo's sake. I'm still here. Bye. Money in the Bank's going to happen without me. And, um, you know, I'm going to remind you that, you know, I'm still an awesome guy. And Seth Rollins, you know, I'll be the first to congratulate him, even though that we've got a rivalry at the minute, you know. But, uh, you know, I'm an awesome guy, so I'm obviously going to congratulate him and take the high ground because I'm Cody. That, that's the promo right there. Um, yeah. Did we need it other than to remind people that Cody's in WWE?
0: I think to me, this stunk of, well, we're paying him shitloads of money and he's not around, so at least let's Do get him something? on TV. <laughs> Um so this is yeah.
1: annoying that because there's so many things you could do with the man. Like he is like he's not like the youngest guy around. So like I, I only say that as an example of like why he could be like on screen, he could be managing people, he could be doing anything, but instead they're just gonna cut a promo to remind you that he kind of has a rivalry with Seth and money in the bank's happening. Both yeah. things which I've been reminded of recently anyway.
0: Yeah, it did feel a bit out of place, especially when you had Cena. It was almost like Cody said, "Well, I want to make, I want to be made to feel just as important as Cena." And even though I can't be there, I want a promo segment. Um, but yeah, it just, it just didn't make sense. For, he essentially was doing a poor advertisement for Money in the Bank, where he was just running down everyone he was in the match and going, "Well, this guy's really good, and this guy's really good, and this guy's really good." And you know, you've got Seth, and if Seth wins it, I'll be the first to congratulate him, as if to say, "Like, what? What are you going to do, mate? You're out on the shelf for nine months, so." But this is
1: the thing this is the kind of stuff right that i don't like about cody as a gimmick i don't know if it's like a gimmick or a person thing but as a gimmick because i don't know him in real life but he's done a promo where he's talking about how great everyone else is yet somehow it's all about cody oh yeah always do you know what i mean it's like i think these people are wonderful look at me it's like why (laughs)
0: because he's cody (laughs)
1: Honestly, it's if he was the there on Raw, right? if he wasn't injured and he was there on Raw, we'd have probably got a 12-minute Cody entrance just for him to shake hands with John Cena and leave.
0: Yeah, probably, to be fair. That's that's the way that the buckhams go on, wasn't it? So, yeah, but yeah it's um, odd. But, yeah, I suppose that's keeping fresh in people's minds for, for some reason. Um, now, the next one, Anthony, might surprise you. So we're going to swing it over to SmackDown. And um, I actually quite enjoyed this little bit by Natalia. So... She came out dressed up as Ronda Rousey, complete with a stroller, um, and pushes nice. it to the ring, and basically um, did a pretty fine job of just like to me. I'm, I mean, I'm not the biggest Ronda fan anyway, especially the second run. But um, I'm trying. I'm struggling. <laughs> who's the babyface here, right? Because I, I was, I was eating this up. To be fair, like um, you know, Natty was was really good. I was pleasantly surprised with the way that she came across because typically she isn't really known for being a talker as such. So
1: yeah, I will give you that, all,
0: yeah. I actually quite enjoyed it. And I think, you know, a social media game, she stepped that up a lot recently as well. There was something she put out there that just had me in stitches, which was like, um, Rhonda was going on about her getting Botox and things like that. So Natalia said, well, if I'm going to get jabs, um, it's only because I want to. Um, the reason you're getting jabs is because you, you know got no defense or whatever you can't keep your hands up so <laughs> like that which i was like "Ooh, savage so to they, be fair they,
1: they went in for each other to be fair in the uh, yeah. in twitter battle because didn't she say something about having like an only i don't know if she has an only fans but uh, she did mention something about doing spicy videos with her sister didn't she as well yeah and then uh, nazi fired back at that and again that's um I'll, I'll give points to both of them on that i think their little twitter spat has been uh
0: really good for the few and by all accounts, they are actually quite close friends as well, so it's all done in in jest. Yeah, so there's I no way.
1: I think it's nice when you can do that because they know sort of how far they can go with each other without it turning yeah. like. To a not
0: like a not like a Brett and Sean thing with like sunny days comments and just really. <laughs> exactly. <you> know, exactly. <laughs> does
1: Which
0: is iconic, but good. for
1: the wrong reason.
0: Indeed, but yeah, just props where they due. Uh, fair play to Natalia. Actually, got me somewhat invested in this because I didn't really care. Um, but fair play.
1: Indeed. Um, another quick one from me, I'm afraid, Carl, but um, just an interesting one, I suppose, that uh, the Bacon Raiders have returned as heels. Mm. I, don't what you make of this. I don't know what you make of this, but uh, I think, considering the main thing we've seen of them was the the sort of goofball stuff they were doing with the Street Profits, it's interesting. Uh, I think they've had enough time away to, to change. Um, what do you make of it? What do you make of this?
0: Interesting, to be fair, the fact that they have brought them back as heels, because... Typically, they've been used in like comedy bits or just thrown together with Drew McIntyre because you know that makes sense. Likewise,
1: he um, could be kind of intimidating and heel-like, couldn't he? I know it's still kind of you, you know you can't take it hundred percent serious because they are dressed as Vikings, <laughs> but uh, at the same time, the it, it's an intimidating look, isn't it? So, well, oh, yeah, could work well as a heel gimmick. To,
0: to be fair, it came across quite well. Uh, I just I don't think that there's a lot of tag teams in. Do we at the moment? So, oh, it's definitely not. <laughs> I guess if they're going to bring them out to feud with the likes of New Day, other than Los Lotharios, I can't think of another heel tag team that they've
1: got on. I kind of hope, if they're bringing the Viking Raiders in as heels, that the end game is um, them and Usos at some point. Well, that's interesting as well, isn't it? Um,
0: you know, We'll cover that when we get on to Money in the Bank, but they're going up against Street Profits again. And it's like, are they, they going to beat them again? Like, is there going to be a time where... You know, is this time for the Usos kind of thing so mm. interesting but fair fair play it was a bit of a shock to see the Viking Raiders back especially as heels and they did lay waste to um, New Day and uh, Shanky as well so
1: mm.
0: interesting. So
1: again I, I sincerely hope this is them getting a push and I, it's a stepping stone to the tag titles.
0: Indeed. And the last <laughs> one I want to talk about in terms of the stuff that's happened on the WWE this week. <sighs> Pat McAfee man. I, am I the minority here? I just don't like him. I just don't get the guy he bugs me he massively bugs me i think i might have used this example before maybe for Pat, maybe for someone else i can't remember but i think you likened it to um something that um someone says on the oc but he's he's not funny he's just he's big he's loud he's obnoxious um and it it, is
1: It's, it's the oc isn't it
0: i think so and it's like people seem to really gravitate to it and even like the rock was giving him props on twitter this week saying what a great promo and all that kind of thing and it's like, but it wasn't though. It legitimately wasn't. He called Baron
1: whatever you do, do it with enough energy and people will be happy with it. Yeah. Like, that seems to be the ethos. But if, uh, I'm with you. I, I don't find him interesting. a It feels I don't know, like like a, like a Marmite thing. Some people absolutely love him and some people just don't like him. But I'm certainly in the don't like him. Could pamphlet, be but,
0: another Kyle O'Reilly thing to be fair. I think we're the only two people who really just don't like that guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the the bar's just so low at the minute that he can quite easily step over it because there's not much else going on that is on that level. But I don't know. I just can't take to him. And who really wants to see Pat McAfee and Corbin?
1: It's just crazy when you see the likes of The Rock giving him props for his promo skills and The Rock probably being one of the most iconic in terms of Mike's skill and promo and it not being a patch on the sort of stuff you got back in the day. And I know some yeah. people... I wonder up, whether know, he just kind of just kinda like, did it to oh, be nice because
0: you know, he name-dropped The Rocks in the promo. Well, you know? yeah, yeah. So maybe yeah, maybe be. He's just but, like, um, he said my name, so I'll give him some props.
1: I don't be wrong. I know on a level, like promos can't be what they were back in The Rocks' day. I get that. Um, but I don't know. Uh, to me, this is the problem. It might not even be a, a Pat McCaff thing or even a character thing. It may just be the fact that there's no base for this, really no there's nothing worse than having to cut a promo when there's literally no beef or feud yet i they think it literally that he's just come out like and he wants to talk shit and there's not a lot to say and we see this a lot with wwe because either they've done that many promos in a rivalry that's happened so much that there's just nothing left to say or it the feud's just come way the fuck out of nowhere and there's literally nothing to say
0: yeah i, th- I feel like to, to put on this big spectacle of a match between the two of them because i think corbin said something or questioned a comment he made on commentary. It's the same thing at any time a commentator gets in the ring. It's because someone didn't like what they said. It's just been done so much that you just yeah. don't really care. Um, but no, I wasn't a big fan of this personally, but a lot of people seem to love it. So fair play. The guy's clearly enjoying himself having a yeah. time of his life. So more yeah, power not, to him.
1: Not, not to, to, to throw shots at uh, McAfee because I know he's actually quite credible in the ring more so than than like you or I. But um, how is it we've had so many actual wrestlers on commentary over the years? The likes of Samoa Joe, the likes of Beth Phoenix, the likes of Wade Barrett. And yet every time something like this happens, it's always a guy who's not really a wrestler.
0: Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, Because it's not going to end
1: in a a great spectacle of a match, is it?
0: No, it really won't. (laughs) So, Yeah, I I don't know. Um, But it is what it is. And I think, before we before we move over to 80 dubs, Anthony, i just got a question for you. So, um, obviously, we've got all the participants announced in the Women's Money in the Bank, but not for the men's. There's one place left. So, in terms of the lineup, we've got Riddle, we've got Seth Rollins, we've got Drew McIntyre, Omos, Sheamus, and um, Sami Zayn. So, who's number seven? Who's lucky number seven going to be? Who who's <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's literally going to win it with one arm tied behind his back
0: well, do you remember that year was it Brock who just randomly returned and just wasn't even in the match and just walked down climbed the ladder and that's how he got the, the money bank briefcase wasn't even in the match yeah. that's when yeah. we got boombox, bro Brock um, yeah I, I don't know like do you think like, actually Cody or is this just you I'm just being yeah,
1: I'm just being a dick but <laughs> um, I don't know I, I do think it might be a wild card I think we could see a surprise return maybe uh, I don't know how they're going to include them, without it being announced. Whether they're going to say, "Oh, we've you know we've got our last participant and it's a mystery opponent" or whatever. Even though everyone else had to qualify in some way, I don't quite know how I'm going to work that in my head. But I do think it's going to be a surprise person. Mm,
0: okay, I like that. I like the sound of that. I'm kind of, I'm drawing a bit of a blank in terms of who it could be. In terms of who's actually left, I don't think Orton's cleared yet. Um Bro. So. I mean it could be Brock, but at the same time he's already got his match with Roman at Summerslam, so why would he need the briefcase? That's where I don't Bobby. understand. Bobby, maybe. Maybe AJ Styles. Don't Big know what e. he's doing at the minute.
1: Big E, yeah. I don't think he'll be. I ready, don't know but... when he was I don't know when he was due back. I feel like he's been off for a bit of time now.
0: Yeah. Well he's basically broke his neck, didn't he? So he's gonna be well, a, yeah, a, a sure lengthy one. But... Mm. Um but yeah, I, I genuinely don't know, uh which is gonna be interesting because we're gonna be giving predictions on this at some point today. So <laughs> we better we better think quick, but yeah. could be Kevin Owens, is he gonna do something with Ezekiel? Or could I it even if... be Ezekiel or Elias, maybe? <laughs> It'd
1: be funny if we have Ezekiel versus Kevin Owens? And Elias and the Money at the Bank. That (laughs) That would be be
0: fantastic, actually, you know. (laughs) Genuinely would. Um, But yeah, so let's mosey on over to AE Dubs, Anthony. And I want to talk about the one and only Christian Cage. Because we're not going to talk about too much of the stuff that got set up for Forbidden Door. Because we've got a whole segment talking about the results of that. So, we're going to talk about the things which weren't really Forbidden Door related as such. So, obviously, Christian Cage, he um, turned on Jungle Boy and laid him out and... Apparently, he's actually legitimately injured, so add him to the injury list of people who are going to be out for a long time. But Christian came out and did his best Christian things. He was a dick, right? Christian is a Very fantastic so. dick. and it, it actually, um,
1: I, I think, and I'll be honest about myself here, I constantly like kind of overlook Christian, right? Until he starts doing heel work, and then I remember how fucking good he is at being a heel. It's one of the like, best. I did it the same... People love, like people always class Edge as the breakout star. But let's face it, when they first split up, and Christian was going for his heel heel gimmick of being on his own at last, that was fucking brilliant. And every time he's a heel, he's fucking brilliant.
0: Yeah, he was so good, and um, I, I absolutely loved his stuff in WWE. And obviously, he has been somewhat of just a cheerleader in AW and. This was the perfect way to do it. Basically, he came out and said, he's not here to elevate young talent and all this kind of stuff like the likes of CM Punk's here to do. He's here to make a shit ton of money. Um, and he talks about Jungle Boy's mum, saying that he thinks that she took a bit of a shining to him and maybe she wants him to be Jungle Boy's daddy, but turns out he doesn't want to be his father figure because Jungle Boy has a dad and he's dead. And it was like, <laughs> wow, like that is pretty, it's pretty fucking low. fucking mean. Um, Terrible, terrible things. Uh, And he's like, it's probably a good thing he's dead because he'd be ashamed of what Jungle Boy's turned into. So, absolute brutal stuff. So, fair play. He was a bit stumbly, actually, which is unlike Christian. So, he did muddle his words a little bit, but he hasn't really had that many promos in a long time. So, I'm sure he'll find his feet again. But, uh, you know, I don't think it was a knock on the promo itself because it was really good. But, uh, after all of that, Jungle Jungle Boy uh, Luchasaurus comes out and basically chokes the Life out of him, so Christian basically manages to get his way out of it, gets in Luchasaurus's head, says that they need to talk, and the end kind of giving each other a big hug. So, what where's this gonna lead now? Are we gonna get Luchasaurus's uh Christian's kind of muscle? Are we gonna maybe see Luchasaurus lose the mask in the gimmick? Is he just gonna be the big big dude?
1: Oh, maybe Christian and the gullible dinosaur,
0: <laughs> but so, uh... who knows where it's going for? I'm mean, yeah, intrigued, I mean, especially with Jungle Boy I out think... for a
1: while. I think this could be them stepping away from Jungle Boy. I think they'll put Christian and the disorders together so that when Jungle Boy comes back, he can come back as Jack Perry. Oh, I think you say Jungle Man. <laughs> no longer a Jungle Boy, <laughs> but now um, I don't. I think he's going to drop the whole Jungle thing.
0: Might do to be might fair. Even,
1: might even have a whole new style. I think he might cut the hair and everything. I just don't know.
0: But um, that would be. I'm weird. just saying.
1: I think, I think this is... You're going to use the time away to transition the jungle boy away from the jungle. Interesting. Bring him into the city. He'll be a city boy now. <laughs> that sounds weird.
0: <laughs> city life, I'm far away from no one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can I just give a shout-out to um, the long-term book and that is Christian's T-shirts?
0: Oh, that was fantastic as well, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, because... Um, I just love how he worked it from uh, Outwork Everyone to Worked Everyone. I just thought that was quite funny. Genius. He is absolutely genius. Well played.
0: So, yeah, excited to see where where this whole thing goes, to be fair.
1: Indeed. Um, So, next one I'll mention, Carl, and we'll probably elaborate a little bit more at Forbidden Door. But um, it's the fact that Danielson has announced that not only can he not compete at Forbidden Door, uh, also he can't compete at uh, Blood and Guts due to injury. Um, obviously, we got this announcement of a hand replacement, which we can, again, elaborate on when we get there, but, um, yeah, it's just a, it's a little bit of shit, really, that's, um, it seems like, I don't know how long-term it is, but, you know, it's like, that's two pay-per-views now, isn't it? That's, he's uh, not going to be around for, and, um, you know, I don't like to speculate in a negative way, but is this, okay, it, does just go back to old injuries, does go back to concussion or neck-related, yeah. Um, you know, due to the previous concerns he's had or or what? I mean, where, where does Danielson sort of go from here? It seems to, I, I'm hoping it's not like, again, I don't like to speculate in the same way, but um, hopefully it's nothing that you can't sort of come back from. But at the same time, it sort of uh, kind of puts the kibosh on any current storylines going now. Yeah. So you, is it just going to, are we just going to put a stop to that? And then... Whatever he does come back doing, is he still going to be part of the Hill Combat Club? Is he still going to be carrying on doing that sort of stuff, or are we going to get something totally different all over again?
0: Yeah, it's a weird one, is it? I think just not knowing how long he's out for, the length of time that you know he is going to be not part of the kind of whole thing going on. I mean, it'd be interesting okay. to see if he shows up at Blood and Guts just to kind of cheer people on and that kind of thing, even though he's not in the match or, yeah. or bit, how I'm, that's going to work. I'm but... very
1: curious to see how much of a part of it he remains while not in the ring action.
0: Yeah, I mm. mean, it's been—it's safe to say he's—he's he's absolutely been going for it, hasn't he, in his time in AW? So, hopefully, he hasn't kind of overdone it, and it isn't kind of old injuries flaring up again because they obviously kept him on the shelf for quite some time last time. So, let's be optimistic. Hope that it's nothing too serious, and he just didn't feel one hundred percent for two very physical matches at the end of the day. Mm. So, yeah, fingers yeah, crossed. Insane. But we will know more tonight when Blood and Guts takes place, right. won't we? Blood um, and Guts bloody so the next one now this is such a good match and such a shame oh, I that we couldn't to pre- get sorry, to do just
1: it before we do you've just made me realise I need to correct myself I referred to Blood and Guts as a pay per view it's not is it it's just I mean it's so good it's so it's special
0: it's so good that it should be a pay per view but you get it for free I need free to call TV. myself on
1: it though because otherwise uh, I was the guy who called it pay per view when
0: it wasn't <laughs> I mean at least you didn't call it a premium live event I think I did that it's when true. I was talking about Forbidden though so I mean aren't really, they all premium who's really world. worse here right um, but, yeah, so Andrade, Ray Phoenix, banger of a match on Rampage. And I've just got to – I feel so sorry for these guys because, by all accounts, they were scheduled to be on Forbidden Door. But something to do with some deal that they've got with AAA means that they couldn't take part. I don't know whether there's bad blood there between New Japan and AAA because there certainly isn't between AAA and AEW. So it's a strange one. But there was a bit of back and forth on Twitter um, with Andrade and Conan. So
1: – Conan?
0: Yeah, you know Conan. You know Conan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
0: yeah, we had uh, we had some interesting uh, stuff with Conan on Twitter. And um but not yeah. necessarily us, but it was fun to Well watch. not us, but yeah, it was on one of our so on one of our posts that we posted and yeah, we yeah, got yeah, to the get the popcorn out and just watch it all <laughs> unfold. But anyway, um so yeah, it's a it's an interesting one because there's definitely frustration there with Andrade in particular, uh, in terms of the triple A deal and stuff like that. So that might be one to watch, but regardless, you know, the match that they put on was excellent. Two of you know Mexico's best absolutely killing it. And we got to see um, Rush El Toro Blanco, uh, um, finally. Kind of make his debut, we saw him in like a backstage thing a while ago, but he yeah. essentially cost um Phoenix the match and then essentially they've now formed La Faction Egonu- in blah, blah blah blah. Ingovernable basically in Mexico in Mexican, I don't know.
1: Wow. Yes. In the linguist
0: Yes. <laughs> um
1: so- I'm giving you shit, I'm not even trying to
0: translate you know. <laughs> Yeah, go on. Go on, have a go, How we go. Yeah,
1: Ingovernable
0: okay say the whole thing though that's where i struggled that's
1: what oh the le, le, le fashion
0: i mean the guy Is can't even fashion? say le right so who's really la. the linguist
1: i mean i'm from the, we're from la, the <laughs> region, la.
0: La, la, la faction <laughs> ingobnable me um but yeah so fair play we've got another faction uh, but one which looks like it could mean business and it's interesting to see whether Andrade is completely done with the Andrade family office stuff now and it's just going to be a focus on this or how that kind of all unfolds and, and where we go. But I think it would be a good thing if he was done uh, and kind of can, can concentrate on this faction. But, yeah, interesting times and fantastic match. Shame they couldn't get to do it uh, or be involved in Forbidden Dog.
1: Agreed, yeah. And uh, as you say, absolutely bang over match. Definitely, if you haven't watched anything else, we'll watch that one. Definitely. Indeed. So, Carl. Uh, Last thing I need to mention, I suppose, would be uh, Serena Deeb and Mercedes Martinez. Um, I don't know what you've thought of this uh, over the last few weeks, but Deeb and Martinez seem to have forged uh, somewhat of a tag team, but it's essentially built upon the fact that they're trying to outdo each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you've got to assume this is heading towards a feud and hopefully for the Ring of Honor women's title. Seems like it could go that way. It like you know. Uh, if that's what we're getting, do you think we're going to see Martinez or Deep? Because I think Deep so deserves the title. But I mean, Martinez is incredible. But I think Deep's been putting the work in with AEW for some time now.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, uh, Martinez obviously the current champion. So I think that we're going to see some kind of, you know, fallout between them two that sees Deep turn on. Uh, Martinez or something like that and maybe we get something at the upcoming Ring of Honor pay-per-view for the belt but Deeb has obviously been NWA champ and was very close to being AEW champ so it's yeah. a kind of a natural progression for her I would say storyline wise.
1: Yeah I mean it feels the right choice but I know there's there's some level of thing of going well you know Deeb is like the, the veteran out of the two of them in a way so she should like the, the bump should really be for Martinez uh, to retain yeah. but I don't know. For me, I feel like, like you say, it's it, it's a good one to add to um, to Deeb's legacy, isn't it? I really hope that's what they do.
0: It's a, you know, definitely an interesting one. It could be big for Ring of Honor to get Deeb as the champ as well. So it depends yeah. which way you look at it, but exciting to see if that's that's the route to go down.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so that's in terms of everything that did happen. So briefly, let's just have a chat about tonight because we tonight. always do this. We put this out. I think it's like tomorrow morning by the time it goes live. And then we've already, we're behind when it gets the dynamite. So, to Dynamite. So, like that's what we do. bit of speculation, if you will. So, Blood and Guts taking place. Obviously, as we said, Danielson will not be taking part. Uh, so, he's being replaced by spoilers. If you've not seen Forbidden Door, Claudio Castagnoli the former Cesaro. So, essentially, we've got the Jericho Appreciation Society, which is now Jericho. Sammy Guevara is in there now. We've got um, that tag team, 2.0, whose names I always forget. Uh, Danny Garcia and Jake Hager taking on Kingston, Moxley, uh, Claudio. Who the hell else? Let me look at this picture. Who else is in the uh, Blackpool Combat Club? Oh, no, it's not even them, is it? It's uh, so Utah, but then it's also Santana and Ortiz, so they're just kind of involved in it oh, as well on Jericho, That makes sense,
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: so interesting. Uh, obviously, at the pay per view for Vindor, Jericho went over. So, does this mean we're going to get the Blackwell Combat Club? For me, we should do because if you think about it, um, JAS went over at the last. Uh, AW pay per view as well, didn't he? Which is obviously where Danielson yeah. got injured and stuff as well. So it's got to
1: be the Blackpool Combat Club. This is blood and guts. This like is where we need to show. It naturally sits that way for a lot of reasons. I mean, I feel like, including, um, Sammy sort of says it to me that like they know the heat he's getting from the crowd at the moment with him and Tay. So like people really want him to lose. And they'll want they'll want they'll push a lot more people to favour the Blackpool Combat Club. Um, and I feel like it just seems like the naturally the right decision. But, who knows, these things are so unpredictable. Indeed. But,
0: yeah, I think it's going to be Combat Club. It's the only the only choice, really, because you can't have the JAS going over... I mean, their whole shtick is it's entertainment, and then you've got Black Combat Club who are meant to be absolute bruisers um, and shooters, and so then it's like they're losing all the time. So, you have blood and guts, it needs to go to the BCC, doesn't it?
1: But, ironically... If the Bill Combat Club beat them, that would be entertaining. So do they win, really, in a way? This is
0: true. This is true. Uh, I mean, we're pretty obviously going to get some kind of Jericho being a wizard in a fireball situation, I would assume. because obviously um, so He's really
1: trying to... This is the one time I've, I'm not with Jericho. Yeah. I'm not digging the wizard thing. I don't think it's, he's It feels over. like one of his... He's normally the master of getting shit over, but...
0: Yeah, oh, it's the well. poorest of his of his latest attempts, isn't it? To be fair, which yeah. is a shame. But um, so yeah, so obviously that's that's the main selling point of tonight's show. But we've also got three other segments announced. So we had an open challenge for Jade Cargill that's been answered by Layla Gray. Don't know too much about her to be to be honest, but um, again, what's, no, I
1: don't. But uh, I
0: would imagine it's, it's going to be some kind mean? of squash match for Jade because they're kind of leaning towards um, Athena or Statlander or something as as the one, you know, the next kind yeah. of potential challenger. So you would assume. Pretty much a straight-up squash there for Jade. We've also got Orange Cassidy and Ethan Page, which is an interesting one because, Mm -hmm. I mean, essentially they've got stuff going on with Wardlow, haven't they? Lambert and that. So mad to kind of just put Orange Cassidy in the mix, but okay, why not? And we're going to hear from Christian Cage again. So can he one-up the promo he gave uh, last week? So let's see. All, see, all to be seen tonight. Our blood and guts tonight. So yeah, that was it. So we didn't quite do it in thirty minutes, like people said. You know, if we were Dominoes right now, you'd be getting your pizza for free. But you didn't. Damn. Instead, you got this wonderful content for free because sometimes we just we can't fit this much entertainment into thirty minutes. You know, just god minute. damn it. But um,
1: yeah, so we're another fun film we are just two men. <laughs>
0: oh what's coming next don't mention anything about cups that's all I'm going to say so um, yeah another fun filled week in the world of wrestling obviously Cena comes back so I don't think he's back back that was pretty clear but he will be soon and when he is it won't just be for a one off match uh, so we have Brock the previous week now we've got Cena who's rocking up next week that's going to be fun to see oh, and pff, why not might as well be at this point and in AEW obviously blood and guts it's the kind of We've had Forbidden Door. That's kind of all, like, one one chapter closed. It's now time to set up everything going forward. Like, wh- who's Moxley going to be defended against? Why CM Punk's out? So much stuff to look forward to. But until then, we will bid you a farewell. And here is the one and only Thunder Rosa to say goodbye.
1: Hey, everybody. This is Thunder Rosa, and you're watching or listening
0: A to the K. A
1: to the K. K. the K. A to the K.